1: Welcome to the latest edition of ESPN FC, I'm Dan Thomas, joined the studio today by Craig Burley, Stevie Nicholl and Shaq Here, his slot today, of course, saw the start of the penultimate round of matches in the group stages of the Champions League. We'll kick things off in Paris, PSG won, Newcastle won, but the scoreline certainly doesn't tell Half the story, it would be Newcastle who would open the scoring in the 24th minute after Donnarumma uh, would spill what looked like quite a simple shot to save and it would be 1-0 right up until the 98th minute where a controversial penalty would be awarded for handball. Mbappe would convert it and it finishes PSG 1, Newcastle 1. We'll talk about the significance of that result regarding who's going to go through a little later on. But first, let's focus on the game as we welcome in uh, Frank Leboeuf is with us. Frank, forgive me, I'm going to start with the Newcastle man on the panel. You don't see very angry very often, do you boys? No. We did in the 95th minute. I I thought it was a ridiculous,
2: a ridiculous decision. Um, It it goes against the grain of everything, kind of my own experiences as as, as a footballer. It, It goes against... When I was on the, on the I-5 advisory panel, how we were trying to reshape the handball law, n- nothing about this added up. And, and it just felt, it, it felt like a, an injustice. But then, one that, if you're, if you're a little bit of a cynic and you see how this game is going, you almost expect it. You, you felt as though, especially when you see eight minutes go up, uh, of injury time go up. There were four substitutions made in the game. I, I'm really not sure where the referee got, got eight minutes to start with. And you just, I, I, I'm sorry, you just felt that something was, was, was coming. And, and, and this was it. I, I thought it was a poor decision. I've heard the explanations around why it should have been given and how the, the law has been redrafted and is supposed to be interpreted. Nothing, nothing about it makes
1: footballing sense to me. Okay, so forget about it hitting the body, okay? It's all about is the arm making the body bigger? So I spoke to Peter Walton and Mark Clattenburg, of course, both former Premier League referees. And they say it's not the right decision because the arm is in a natural position.
3: Because in England, let's just give some context to the hit in the body. IFAB changed the rules to take hitting the body out of the equation, then it deflects onto the arm. The old rule was once it deflected off a thigh or any part of the body on the arm, it wouldn't be a penalty. They changed that. And now they're looking, ironically, in a meeting today Mm -hmm. for next year to change it back again, uh, which doesn't do Newcastle any favours. But in England, Premier League, they tried to go with this early on, two or three years ago, and decided, no, it it was a disaster. So they've gone their own way. This would not have been a penalty in England. It shouldn't have still been... Even taking into account they've ditched it coming off the body, the fact that his arm is not totally outstretched. But the other one, to me, is proximity. Mm -hmm. The proximity of the player delivering the ball in to where Livermanto is, is... I'm going to say a yard and a half away. Now, for his arm to be outstretched from that proximity, I think it'd have to be a way above his head or a way out to the side. It's not. It's in a natural position running to try and chase them belly down, right? So I even with the current
1: laws that UEFA interpret through their Champions League referees, I still don't think it's a penalty kick. Uh, Stevie, I'll, I'll come to you in a minute. I just want to get a French perspective on this and go out out to Frank. What do you think, Frank? Well, I agree with the
4: guy, um, especially with Shaka, that I felt that that was the only way and uh, it was about to come to see Paris Saint-Germain getting something out of the game. And we felt, uh, even in France and they, and some pandits like Samir Nasri or David Gino, I said it, that we, we all felt that uh, Paris is going to get something out of it. And it's crazy because it, that penalty doesn't make any sense because, and you rightfully showed it before, you have the Miley situation, which is completely the same situation. Mm-hmm. Touches the body, then 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 the arm. Running, having a normal a, a normal position, and uh, and not asking the ref to go to the VAR. But because you're not at the end of the game, you're not at the 98th or 97th minute. You don't ask the ref to go to the to VAR, to but because of, on that special minute, you ask then the ref to go to the, to see the VAR and the ref feel the pressure, and he has to give the penalty. But it's not a penalty. Nobody wants to believe that. Uh, that's stupid because the positioning of the, of the body is only natural, and I think it's, uh, it's really unfair to, uh, to Newcastle for me.
1: They did have 31 shots, Stevie. <coughs> Overall, could you say that PSG deserved a draw? Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, PSG deserves something from the game.
5: Um... Personally, I think they were the better side. Personally, I think they deserve to win the game. Right. But that really doesn't count anymore because of what's happened. And, and I'm absolutely with Frank and Shaka that the VAR and the referee have just caved into pressure because not only was there, was there another shout for a penalty with Miley, mm-hmm. there was also a challenge on uh, Hakimi mm-hmm. that, that VAR looked at they didn't give. And so for me, the only real explanation is They've kinda of caved in, you know, three three VAR looks, three strong shouts supposedly, and they've just decided at the end to give one. And and actually, I'll take the VAR away. Because particularly myself, I'm always saying the referee should have the last word. And so at the end of the day, it's the referee that's caved. Because he has the final say. Yeah. Even though they brought him to the to the to the, the, the monitor, he can still make his own mind up what he thinks. Because his decision is the only one that really matters. But he's caved in as well. But, so. but the
3: Gordon challenge on, on Hakimi was... There
5: was barely anything in that at all. But, it, but they still had a vile look at it. And, yeah, and so, it nothing, and so the, the, you, you get the feeling that the the And the Miley arm
0: was down panicking. by his side.
3: I mean, this is just... I, I you know... And I've been, you know, following Ian Dark and others on social media everywhere. A lot of us are big advocates and have been big advocates for VR. but VR this this year, in particular, I think is across the board, uh, from the Premier League to, to Champions League to to Bundesliga, Serie A, Liga, you name it. It's absolutely gone. It's gone. We're taking. We're now. We're now doing. The, we're now really micro managing and refereeing the games. It's gone. It has gone to the place that they didn't want it to go. And that is re-refereeing mm. almost everything. And whilst I don't want to just chuck the baby out with the bathwater here, I, I do think they're going to have to scale. And I don't think they will, but I really do feel they should scale it back to allow the referee the on-field decision-making and instinct. So we could be looking at Hawkeye over the line, off-sides, off the ball incidents, and then let the re- referee referee the game. But that's why we've
5: got VAR, so we're not relying on a referee who has to make yeah, a decision. Yeah, but we've got to a stage a split now. Second.
3: Yeah, but we've got to a stage now. We are re-refereeing all these minute decisions, and come on, that's it's actually putting the referee under pressure to to not make a big decision. I know plenty of people have had this discussion where you could make the argument referees have got worse, right? Because they know they have that parachute. The safety, safety blanket. The safety blanket is there when, uh, I tell you what, I'm not going to make that call. And if I get the shout, I'll go to the monitor. And then my uh,
1: hands are clear. And it's actually making... It is, it's making the game so much
3: more frustrating.
1: I don't want this to turn into a VAR debate because obviously we're going to have that more in the future. And there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, what happened on the pitch, not only in this tie, but others as well. Why didn't PSG steamroll this Newcastle side that's just band-aid together? together? Because... Because they aren't,
3: they don't have the ability to do that. And I'll, you've got to give Newcastle a lot of credit, you know. You're absolutely right. You know, they had, today they had two goalies on the bench. At the weekend, when they battled Chelsea, they had three. And young Miley plays again, 17, 18 years old, whatever he is. Uh, again, LaSalle's is in at the back. And just a, an absolutely terrific effort from Newcastle, defensive effort. And, you know, Mick Pope had to make. Mm. A few saves, Dembele was wasteful, mm-hmm. Mbappe was wasteful in the first half with that flick, but, you know, they, they're, I think their times G is something crazy, PSG, but who's won and lost the game by
1: stats, so uh, most of the credit for me goes to uh, the Geordies. Yeah, Newcastle, who just show this team mentality once again, sir.
2: yeah and I, listen, I, I really sympathise with, with Eddie Hall and position that he's found his, his, himself in. What was it? seven players on the bench Craig already mentioned two goalkeepers all the others were, were teenagers and didn't have anybody to call on didn't make a single substitution all game long just because they're just down to the to the bare bones alexander Izak just back from injury i, I think you you saw him he tired late on he was unable to to hold the ball up he wasn't able to chase back so in the end newcastle kind of defended with, with 10 men and, and to be fair i thought newcastle did as good as you could expect and i was commenting on the fact that i barely knew what donnarumma looked like for the first 20 minutes or, or, or so um but then donnarumma or both of, of newcastle's early chances came from one a, a poor pass out from him and then and then the the, the spill which which I, again I, I find hard to explain you get yourselves in front, and now you have something to defend. And and Newcastle can do, and they show that they that they can do that. And they banned down the hatches. Um, I, I thought, I thought as, as well as Nick Pope played, as well as Newcastle played defensively. You're right, PSG absolutely battered Newcastle, but for want of a better finishing, I thought their finishing was was, was poor, um, and maybe at times a little bit unlucky. And as a result. Um, Almost didn't get
1: anything out of this. Well, but, what, was about the, 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 sorry, what was it about the Donnarumma spill that uh, kind of had you so... I, I, I watched that over and over, and I, I really struggled to
2: understand, because it, it didn't look like he went to parry this. But, but then it, it didn't look like, or it, it didn't look like he went to hold it, and it spilled. It, it looked as though he went to parry, which is odd because he, his arms are barely extended. He's not at full stretch. So I'm not sure why, he, why your first thought here is to go to parry. It, at, at, at no point, to me, at no point it looked like he tried to catch that, tried to make a save, and it spilled. If you make a mistake, mistakes happen. That didn't look like that to, to, to me um, it, with this one. It looked as though he was trying to parry, but his arms are in here. So it was just weird all around from a goalkeeper who... I speak for myself here, what, three years ago, I was saying it's the best in the world. And now, all of a sudden, he's making some very basic errors.
1: We expected a response then from PSG going 1-0 down, Frank, after dominating the opening 20 minutes. It didn't really come until, like, the final 20 minutes of the tie. And even in the, in the end, in the final third, they were extraordinarily wasteful. Yes, mainly because of
4: Newcastle and the way that ADO uh, uh, p- planned everything. And I have to say that first half, I was very impressed by the way they were defending, but the way, how they were capable of keeping the ball technically, tactically, how they were working all together. That was very impressive. Second half, yeah, they park, as we say, with they parked the, bu- the bus, uh, but they drop in a very smart way. And I have to say that Guimara, Joe Linton, and Miley, did a hell of a job uh, in the middle of the park, working for everybody, uh, uh, getting the spaces and making sure that uh, it was impossible for Paris Saint-Germain to go inside, uh, to go outside. And we all know that Paris Saint-Germain, they cannot cross the ball because there is nobody capable of m- making a header. They're, that's there's one of the worst team in Champions League uh, about uh, uh, um, on, on about headers and everything, they they're not good at that. So uh, how they planned it uh, and how the, the game w- went on is because m- mostly of Newcastle. But of course, uh, Mbappe wasn't there the, most of the game. Uh, Dembele was very clumsy, uh, uh, and some players who came on, Alonso, uh, Asensio and some others. They didn't bring what they, 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 they had to bring. They missed so many obvious chances as well. And on top of it, you don't have Marquinhos at the back. As Shaka said, if Donnarumma keeps on making foul uh, mistakes, it's not going to work. It's impossible.
1: Frank, what would they be saying in France about this performance from PSG? You mentioned that you've got Mbappe, you've got Mouani. Really good players who just didn't turn up. And we see this time and time again, I feel. Well,
4: people are people are frustrated. For some who likes uh, Paris Saint-Germain, uh, some others can be upset. Some some others are not even surprised. That's how they play, and they've been playing. And you you always feel that there is something missing. And Newcastle is the contrary picture of what you see. They play Newcastle, the Mike Price. They play with enthusiasm, with self-belief, with courage. We don't have that in Paris Saint-Germain. You have the technique, you have maybe the stars, you have maybe the talent, but you don't have what you need, uh, uh, meaning guts, on the field. You're not going to achieve anything. And it's what's going on with Paris Saint-Germain. And years after years, you feel that. Uh, The players are getting supposedly better and better every year, but then you don't achieve anything. So it's kind of a faith. Uh, It's kind of what you have with Paris Saint-Germain and we'll keep on having which player that you get.
1: You wouldn't put your money anywhere near them, would you? Oh, no,
5: they To answer your question, they're a one-man band, is what they are. You can't rely on anybody in that team, apart from Mbappé. It's down to him. If he's on his game, they win the game. If he's not, they don't win the game. I mean, it really is that simple. They're a one-man band. Who, 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 who do we ever talk about in PSG? It's only, it's only ever him. Because what do you
1: say about the rest of them? The only thing you can say about the rest is you can't trust them like, and no, you can't rely on them. He's a good player, you know? We saw him in the Bundesliga and we, we know what he can offer, yet these players seem to go to PSG and just get lost. So is the problem that
5: everything's catered to one guy? You tell me. Is that? Well, it, it, it can only be that, you know... We're sitting here talking about Newcastle, and we're talking about team. Mm -hmm. We're not not pulling individual names out. We're talking about team. They defended well as a team. Everybody did the part. Everybody did this, blah, blah. We don't say that ever about PSG. It's It's always in papi. And so that's probably your problem. Everything's catered to the one guy, and if that one guy isn't quite at it or doesn't quite fancy it or for whatever reason, then they don't succeed.
3: Which is what more or less Lewis and Ricky over the past couple of months has... I'm going to say, hinted that, but probably stronger than that. Yeah. Uh, and even in the game, the domestic game, when Mbappe scored the hat-trick, and Enrique said, I'm not happy with him. Yeah. Uh, and to back up sort of what Stevie's saying, I, I think if in an ideal world, if he was to be given uh, a framework for two or three years guaranteed, and he could shake Mbappe off to, to Real Madrid, which is probably going to happen, but it's going to maybe take a little bit of time, and then rebuild the team as a more, as a team. I think that would be his preferred option. But again, we're looking at time here. He's, who's going to get that time at a club that that is that is still searching that spends money? But they've tried all this before with the big. It was Neymar and Messi. It was all three of them. He's the one real big superstar. Yes, to have Zaire Emery to come back in, the youngster, brilliant young talent, but Kulamwani and Dembele, who is as flaky as hell, we know that, Mm. Uh, and we saw it again tonight. But he wants more of a team. Now, the big question is, for every manager there, are they going to get the time to do that? Mm. And the answer is, is probably no.
6: Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Borussia Dortmund are through to the knockout stages of the Champions League after going to San Sierra and beating AC Milan by three goals to one impressive stuff from the visitors for Milan disappointment of course after making it through to the semi-finals last year so what does that mean well overall as i say Dortmund will go through they take on PSG on the final day of the season to battle out as to who will finish top of the group meanwhile if PSG drop points Newcastle and Milan will be waiting they face off at St James's Park let's welcome in shall we Nikki Bandini is with us and Nikki let's just start with the game overall Brilliant. Thoroughly entertaining.
7: Yeah, really entertaining game from two teams who basically didn't want to defend, it felt like, for a lot of the game. Certainly some wide open space in the middle of the pitch, neither team controlling the the midfield at all. Um, and it really felt like one of those games that genuinely could have finished up with either team winning. Obviously, Milan missed that penalty right at the start with Giroud, and that's its own story. They also had Alec Chow leave the game in the second half through injury, which means they're central defence is basically completely void of any healthy players at this point. Um, But they could have won this game. The expected goals you just had on screen showed them actually with more than Dortmund. There was a a really great chance for Loftus-Cheek when he managed to beat Hummels, who had a great game at centre-back for Dortmund. And it was three on one at that point and the score was one-all. And they took that chance, maybe it's a different outcome. But to be honest, that's the story of Milan's season to some extent and certainly their campaign in this Champions League run. They've had so many games where you just think if they could take their chances, they could be in a very different spot. Uh,
1: maybe embarrassing isn't the right word, but certainly disappointing, Nikki, that Milan are in a situation where, of course, just last season, they're in the semifinals of this competition and now they're facing elimination in the group stage.
7: Yeah, I mean, it was the group of death, right? And in the group of death, of course, two teams aren't going to make it and and... All of these teams have played some very good football at times in this group stage. Newcastle find themselves in the same position as Milan, despite just playing a brilliant game away to Paris Saint-Germain. It's it's a tough group, but it's certainly not what Milan were hoping for. Obviously, as you say, they were in a Champions League semi-final last season. And there is this feeling at the moment of, has the project under Stefano Pioli stalled? Which I think they are third in the table. And when you talk about these sort of reactions, it can really feel like an overreaction. But the Champions League was certainly something which the club wanted, the owners wanted for financial reasons. It's something they wanted. And it's looking very much like they aren't going to make it out of the group now. Yeah, we we hear,
1: Nicky, the word transition, of course, was used a lot in the summer in association with Milan. How patient are the fans with that?
7: Yeah, it feels to me like it's, it's still an incomplete transition for that team. They're still missing something. They're missing depth up front. And you saw Luka Jovic come on late in this game. He's had a, a horrible start to the time there. Really, it's only Olivier Giroud who feels like a, a sufficiently weighty presence for them up front. Um, they've tried to bring in alternatives to Rafael Leao and, and players who can complement Leao, Pulisic, Chicoise, they've had their moments. Chicoise scored tonight. But it feels like no one really fills that gap to the level of Leal when he's absent, as he was tonight. So the team on paper to me just still looks like it's missing pieces. But how much patience is there for Allegri? Sorry, for, excuse me, Allegri. Max Allegri is the Juventus manager, of course. (laughs) Stefano Pioli, uh, the Milan manager. I would say fans' reactions recently have suggested that patience is short. But the club's patience, I think, is not about to run out right this second. I'd be very surprised unless they've, start looking like they're going to miss the top four if we see a change of manager at Milan this season. Whether or not the project is in the right spot going forward after that will be more of an open question, but I don't think the club is in any real rush to make a
1: change. Well, Craig, I, I, don't, I might be wrong, but when this draw was made, obviously we talked a lot about this group, I'm not sure if anyone would have had Dortmund going through given how they started the Bundesliga, yet they seem to, as I said, they saved their best performances for Europe. Is it just there's less pressure? I, I don't know. I mean, the
3: performance. I mean, this performance tonight in Milan was very good. The one in Newcastle yeah, was, ex- uh, was excellent. Uh, that was a, that looked like it was going to be a huge blow for Newcastle's chances. This this group has sort of ebbed and flowed us every time we've sat here. I went right, right. PSG have got this uh, yeah. got this by the scruff of the neck, and everybody else is fighting to get in that second spot and maybe in, in, and then into the Europa League. And then it's changed again. And Dortmund have just, obviously they've qualified, they've taken it by the scruff of the neck and, and they can control, to some extent, who else uh, goes through to the knockout with them. But yeah, you're absolutely right. If in, whatever it is they're doing in this competition, for some reason they cannot seem to take into the Bundesliga on a consistent basis. Tell me the answer, Stevie.
5: For once, I think you're right. Wow. Honestly. It's not often you're right, but you're right again. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: has to, it has to because be. Because there's no expectations. It has, has to be
5: psychologically. Tr- you, you get the feeling when they play in the Bundesliga, they've still got the weight of last season on the back, right. but you don't get that feeling when you watch them in the Champions League. So, again, congratulations, Dan. You're right for Sh- one.
1: Jack, do you want to say I'm right as well? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm not that into that. Let Stevie tell you you're right. I don't like, I don't like Grumpy Shank. <laughs> <laughs>
8: he's, he's, not happy, he's
1: still really not after Newcastle. Was so the in handle. theory, Frank, PSG playing against the Borussia Dortmund side, they're already through. This should be fine, shouldn't it?
4: I'm not sure. It's a Champions League game. They're going to play in front of their, their fans. So they want to maybe uh, finish the group stage with, uh, with, with, uh, with, um, with something special and winning against Paris Saint-Germain is always, uh, something that you, you wanna, you wanna put in your, in your, in your, it, it, as a trophy. And, uh, and I would understand that Dortmund would play 100% and give their best. Uh, I mean, I see them very organized. I see them working all together. And, uh, it would be very hard for Paris Saint-Germain if they keep on playing the way they play right now, uh, to, to beat them. So. Um, if, of, if of course Dortmund doesn't want to play, doesn't care, yeah, it will be easy for Paris Saint-Germain. But I don't believe that in front of 80,000, I think uh, people they're gonna they're gonna play a friendly game. They want to win the game, and it's gonna be hard for for uh, for Paris Saint-Germain. I played many games, well, some games in Champions League, and I remember uh, playing a game at home, and we were already qualified. I remember you know Milan players coming to us after the game. Do we play in sincere? Say please play, play, 100%, we need to qualify, so, and we did because we are professionals, so, we don't give any favour to anybody, I think Dortmund players will be more than happy to see Paris Saint-Germain out of the competition. Uh,
1: Meanwhile, of course, if Dortmund beat PSG, it's then the battle at St James's between Newcastle and Milan, Nicky, how would you predict that now?
7: Yeah, I think both teams are just going to have to approach it as they say they're going to, as the managers both did t- say tonight. You've got to play that game to win it and hope things go your way. Of course, there is also the, the consolation prize, I suppose, of the Europa League for, for the winner of that game, even if Paris Saint-Germain do get the result um, away to Dortmund. But look, that's all they can do is, is play it as, as they can. And, and how do I see it going? I, I find these games sort of hard to call in this group for the reason I've already alluded to, because... Our narrative about them, our story of what's happened in this game, in the end is all defined by the goals. He sticks the ball in the net? We went tonight from Newcastle recording a hugely famous and significant victory to them getting a, a draw that leaves them with no, uh, the power out of their hands for the final round because of a penalty that was completely outside of their control, a decision that lots of us think was uh, a questionable one. Meanwhile, Milan, while well, they created the chances all through this group, they could have beaten Newcastle at home, they could have beaten Dortmund away, they could have beaten Dortmund tonight, even though the scoreline doesn't look like it. At one-all, they had several chances to, to get themselves back in front, and they didn't. So who's going to win Newcastle against Milan? Newcastle look a bit more ruthless to me at the moment, but on the night, I absolutely don't know which which way that's going to go.
1: What do you do, Shaq? Go back, join Newcastle for this game, make sure you throw in three or four, then you don't even have to worry about Europe, focus on being in the top four. No, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and,
2: and Newcastle and, and, and their fans will want to see this, this journey continue, whether it's, it's in the Champions League or it's, it's in, the, in, in the Europa League. That, that for me, I, I, I think it's still all there to play for from a Newcastle perspective. And yes, injuries may very well play a part in, in, in the upcoming game against Milan, but you beat Milan, that guarantees Europa League football. Yeah, on the other hand, I still think there's value to finishing first or second. Of course, PSG beat Dortmund, so Dortmund will want to... They need to, they need to beat PSG in Dortmund... To guarantee finishing top, for the head-to-head. So, if from a Newcastle perspective, you are hoping that's Dortmund's approach—that they want to finish, they want to finish top of the group—and in that case, you have the head-to-head on PSG. If you both finish on, on eighth points, so I, I still think it's it's oh, it's there for, for Newcastle to play for. Newcastle go out, and again, you you you're left stung by what you perceive as an injustice in this game against PSG. You're going back to St James's Park. We've spoken time and time again about what that atmosphere can be like, and, and I think you see the best of Newcastle in that game against Milan, against a, a Milan team who may be willing to down two. Less, less pressure really. on Newcastle. It's a whole yeah. lot I mean, I mean, of pressure. There's a lot, there, there, there's, a,
3: there, there's a lot of sympathy, particularly within the North of the understanding of the injury and suspension situation, right? Mm. Back in the Champions League with the big boys for the first team, and however long it is... Nobody really expected them. Let's be honest, with the bare bones to go in Paris, to go to Paris and and get anything. Yeah. Now, it looked like they were getting three points, but they got a point, which is more than most of us thought they would any chance of getting. And to be able to go to the last game at St James's Park, and it could go either way, I think it's about as good as it's going to get. It was ever going to get for them. Bearing in mind the scenario that they're in, and they're just back in the Champions League, and if they drop into the Europa League. As Shaq said, it's not the worst because mm-hmm. that is obviously an avenue still for the Champions League. And that's going to be a tough fight mm-hmm. domestically for Newcastle this year to try and get in that top four or five, whatever mm-hmm. it is, for qualification next year. So if I was Newcastle, and bear in mind they're playing Milan, the pressure's on them. They were semi-finalists last year. Newcastle, if, you know, if Newcastle don't qualify, they don't qualify for Milan. It's a bigger uh, disaster. So prediction then? Who's... Who's going through? I think, I, think, I think Newcastle can win at, at St James's Park if, right. if, they, if it's a Newcastle that played PSG and not Dortmund at home, uh, turn up. But what worries me is what's out of their hands. Right, the PSG, the PSG game. Yeah. I'm not convinced by PSG, but it, it, it would just that would be my big concern. Who's going through, Stevie?
5: Uh, PSG, okay. Dortmund. Yep. And Europa League? Newcastle. Newcastle beats Milan. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Very confident.
1: Uh, we'll say thank you very much to Nikki. Much appreciated. Just a reminder, Extra Time is available all the time over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go over there. Frank will be uh, joining us on Extra Time to answer some of your questions. Right then, what a game it's going to be this weekend, Bayer Leverkusen taking on Borussia Dortmund. Leverkusen, of course, flying unbeaten at the top of the table. What Dortmund
6: team will turn up? We'll find out
1: Sunday, 11.30 Eastern, uh, that game live on ESPN+.
6: Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C e-bikes.com.
1: A 2-1 home victory over Porto is enough to see Barcelona advance to the knockout stages of the Champions League. Meanwhile, the rather remaining space will be decided on the final game, which sees Porto take on Shakhtar. We had one eye on this game, didn't we, with other things going on at Montjuic. and What it seemed like and what we saw a lot is that as much as Barcelona get the victory, they are far from the team that their fans want them to be. There were a lot of opportunities they were giving up to Porto crawling over the line
3: aren't they? again yes. which they seem to be doing domestically and in, in, in Europe uh, that defeat last time out against the next really put them under pressure go behind in this one it looked as if you know the pressure just seems to be getting to Xavi now and the, the, you know back in, in Spain they're asking more and more questions you know this this great player that he was is not the great player anymore he's not been judged on that he's been judged on this this side and as harsh as it would seem because they won the La Liga last year, they've just not been playing well. Mm. They have just not been playing and this, And also the pressure was that this group, it was almost a given, wasn't it? You know, Bassa got to qualify and all of a sudden they were in a predicament where yeah. they were desperate for a result. But they have a huge game at, at the weekend on Sunday against Atleti coming up. So that's going to be a much bigger test. Atleti won in the form sides. Uh, but they're not convincing. That's all you can say. They are not convincing. Whenever he picks his team, and we see this one tonight, I'll guarantee this will change for the weekend again. He just, he just does not know what his best living is at the moment.
2: When, when Stevie's full of praise for a goalkeeper, you know he's having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed every five minutes, Stevie would shout, oh, the
5: keeper made another good save. Apparently that, he, that he, kind made, of, he made two great yeah, saves. He, no he did. Seconds. He didn't have a,
2: a really good game. But to, 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 to Craig's point, once Stevie starts praising the goalkeeper, you know how, how poor you're playing. Oh.
1: Uh, as Craig mentioned, the big game this weekend in La Liga is barcelona Against Atletico Madrid, live from Montjuic, what a tie that should be. Atleti uh, flying at the moment, not only domestically, but in Europe as well. That match at 3 p.m. Eastern, coverage begins at 2.30 on ESPN+. Manchester City maintain their perfect record in the Champions League, but they were made to work hard for their 3-2 victory over Leipzig. In fact, they were 2-0 down going into the second half, but goals from Haaland Fohlen and the winner from Alvarez would give Pep Guardiola's side all three points. And what that means, City then will qualify top of the group. We knew before it would be those two who would go through. Leipzig will have to settle with second. Like, right. Let's do some maths. Four, four plus two. What's that? Seven goals in three matches. City have conceded. Is yeah. It, I mean, they, I don't know. Like, like, how much we read into this, like as no, a game I, that they've already kind of well, know I d- already through. But, no, no. No? Well, no.
3: Do you think they, that's they, a problem? They wanted to no. finish. Yeah, they wanted to finish. Look, they wanted to finish top. I said, in jest, maybe they wanted to finish second. I don't know if there was a mindset about whether this, you know, bear in mind, was it Leipzig, they beat absolutely smashed, was yes, it last yeah, year? Yeah, they were
1: still with the two legs, the eight. Yeah,
3: absolutely killed them, and I don't know if there was that kind of mindset, but there is a, I think there is something a little bit deeper rooted with their, uh, with their defending, and you know, Stones has been out, I mentioned Diaz there, we've seen Guardiola play as a left-back or a left-sided centre-back. He changed that at the weekend for, in the Liverpool game because Guardiola's been struggling when he gets isolated out there and Aki come in to try and handle more Salah. But Ruben Diaz, who I thought at one point was arguably the most consistent defender in Europe. If you think back to you know he, 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 making mistakes there, the Chelsea game, he was horrendous at Stamford Bridge. I think there's a, a kanji for that. A, kanji, yeah. it's a I mean, I can't... You go up to kanji at Dortmund, you could, every week you could go, mistake, mistake, mistake. He seemed to have drummed that out of him at Man City, but it just seems to be creeping back in a little bit, and that's a concern. It's
5: decision-making. Defending's all about decision-making. Listen, it helps you if you can do the 100 metres in 10 so, seconds. So why are they making and, the wrong ones? Well, because they're overthinking it now. I think, I think because they've, they've all made mistakes... OK. ..then the next time you're overthinking it, You know, when you're you're cruising through games, you're making decisions and it comes easy and you're composed. I mean, I always talk about composure in front of goal. Mm. Well, you have to be the same defensively. You know, if if Diaz is composed there, he's figured out that he's the last guy, he can't afford to dive in. But when you lose your composure, then you make decisions you wouldn't normally make. And too many of them right now are making bad decisions defensively. I, I think at times as well, you just have to do what's needed.
2: I mean, sometimes I just wonder if this kind of total football mindset around cities is getting the defenders. What's a country trying to do there? When listen, you're one on one and it's a boy and maybe you lose lose flight, just take ball and man and, and concede concede the foul. And 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 that's fine. But you know, to to kind of stand off it and it, it was just and, and Diaz then does similarly, it's just really, really odd from from otherwise good good footballers who I I just think sometimes just do what's needed and deal with deal with the repercussions after.
3: Last year, although Haaland got all these goals last year, it looked to me, because the because of the, the flaws from the previous two or three seasons, in Europe in particular, when they came unstuck against teams that they'd completely dominated, by making bad decisions like that, and last year, even though they had all these attacking players and they still scored all these goals, it looked like... Defending was almost more important to them. Mm. That they realised that they had to get that part of the game right, particularly in the Champions League. And this year, it just seems to be those decisions that Stevie's talking about just seem to be creeping back in. They seem to be creeping back in more and more. And, you know, we've we've talked about it on the show here. You can go back domestically this season, uh, and it's only really against the poorer sides, and not many of them, that they've kept a clean sheet. And it almost seems that they're back in that mindset of we're just going to go out and batter teams and attack and leave ourselves open and make bad decisions. And if they don't get out of that, it's going to give a window to Liverpool and Arsenal. And it's going to give a window to the other teams in this competition because they're weaker when they do that, not stronger.
1: Uh, let's give uh, Haaland some credit, though. He's at 40 goals now in the Champions League. I believe he's got there quicker than any other player in the history of the competition. It's not bad, is it, Steven? Wow. 35 games absolutely scary how old is this guy? 23? Uh, (laughs) seriously? yeah he's 23 years and 130 days oh my goodness Uh, there we go that's the love for Haaland Uh, just a reminder then uh, the Bundesliga is with you in its entirety the weekend we mentioned that big game between Bayer Leverkusen and Borussia Dortmund. That's on Sunday. Uh, Before that though, Darmstadt take on Klonen. And on Saturday, Bayern Munich against Union Berlin. Our feature game at 9.30 alongside Leipzig against Heidenheim. uh, that's it then, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you very much, oh, everyone. Oh, oh shit, oh, I don't know. Like, not quite the end. I said no! Don't cake. What a Not quite the end, yes. Oh, what a
2: Look at the size of that. Why is my
1: head so big? Oh, man. That's lifelike. Look at that. Thank you very much, mate. Appreciate it. You are you are rather big-headed. Beautiful. head or that. No, that's a one, isn't it? A smaller cake than years gone by. Budgets. Yes. <laughs> Budgets. You can
5: make it. Hey, I really want. Big enough you know for that head. Uh,
1: that's it. Yeah. That, there it that is. That's good. That, beautiful. good that, that, beautiful. Look at that head. That is about right. Big head. Give him your ego. Big, head, that's, big that's edge. Big head. A long time. That's when I really it want does, to come, yeah. I really want to push that cake in your face. Wow. <laughs> right in your face. <laughs> Do you remember when Sebys started licking your cake? I know why. <laughs> Well, Stevie oh. doesn't eat. Laugh, right. he? Having a laugh, is not he? Apparently, we have another. Uh, we
2: have a little video coming. I've been told. Oh, I've been writing. Right. Shocker, Shocker shaka presenting been whispered <laughs> through my ear. That's what I
8: heard.
2: Where is it? What?
1: I <laughs> Ah, I said. I said. said. I said. I I I'm oh, not bad. I'm oh, not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a complete and utter coincidence. Oh, you can't. You can't. You can't. I
5: said Bayern Munich said this. Liverpool and Real Madrid, they've been rubbish. It's well, you're, tie, you're clever, so <laughs> shut
1: up. Great coaching. Shut up.
5: It's all shut up, a oh, shut off. Off, isn't it? Look at the career. You smarty to get that. Oh, stupid boy, grow up. <laughs> now you're being stupid. No, I don't think I actually no, this see this is is the argument stupid. you're making. You're me? being stupid. Oh, I'm just copying you, aren't it? What's that? Being you stupid. You're seriously going to let me finish a sentence? <laughs> I have not even finished and you were disagreeing I'm with me. I finished. Number one, you know you let me finish. <laughs> Two, it no, doesn't no, 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 no matter what I, am, I said. No, You've you got some noise. No, why, are you, why are you even talking about this game? There he is, the master of putting words in <laughs> other words. So what do. are you saying? I never said that. you, as well as the made a
1: silly comment. I made a silly comment and said, Bayern Munich are going to win. Are you you telling me? Are you telling me? If you (laughs) you would like (laughs) a
5: bed, you're torn again, you're torn again. No, it's the tone. The tone, the tone. Your tone was. Oh, my tone. Totally oh, my tone right. was off. You know, ask a question, set, set it up so he gives oh. you hey, the answer. Don't let him answer and then you change the rule. Is the game over at 2-0 but, away from home? Are you... But, Is the game over at 2-0 away from home? So, Is the game over at 2-0? Is the game over? No. Right. Hey! hey. Yeah. <laughs> In coins! In oh, coins! Unbelievable. No, oh, no no. no. Can you do my vacation stuff on the computer?
1: You have to give TV a nice slice of cake, now. Yes. Well, I'm sure he'll, he'll help himself to one anyway. Right. Why? Well, just for being rude to me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: That's
3: a Celtic cake, really, isn't it? I mean, you're not... Also, you so. oh, I can't have any of that.
8: Extra time
1: is Nick. Frank's back.
8: have will fun. Till
5: then, goodbye. Goodbye, oh. oh, well, mate. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Shaq is here. Stevie. You know what that Frank. is? Shaq, do you know what that is? Frank. Do you know what kind of cake that is? Well, That's a
3: cake oh. for a man who's finally grown up. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a very grown up cake,
3: yeah. At
5: last. At, <laughs> last. At last. <laughs> That was maturity. Maybe. Uh, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's coming from my wife, who put out a post going, "Finally, he's growing
8: up." <laughs> Finally. <Wow>. <laughs>
1: Finally. <laughs> How passive-aggressive is that? <laughs> As a compliment. <laughs> we uh, 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 have We you. got any questions, Jack? Uh, I don't know. You've some cake. Do You want some cake? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a knife. Oh, don't. I don't. Have w- a I don't knife. knife. There we go. Have just hey, have Shaka. a cake. Okay. There's no questions up here. There's no question, all right, uh, I'll just read nothing. Uh, uh, happy birthday, birthday Dan. Thank you very much, Frank. Yeah, thank you. Well, what, what? Our producer, you are from we, can, we, <laughs> can, we, can we eat that a bit? <laughs> Sorry again?
5: No, it's all
1: right. We're like hey, paper, didn't it? Here we go. 44? It's not 40, it's 40 43. 43. You need a knife to to, to cut it, right? It's like a disappointing yeah, knife to I, cut it. I do, I do. not Right, what's the first question? I don't know. I can read it. You cut. I'm all about all the right, kick. You really, you I'm all about a, the kick. made a mess of that video at the start. Mm-hmm.
2: No questions today, but in honor of Dan's birthday, uh, oh. here's this gem. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> no. Did we have that already? Oh. <laughs>
1: How you doing, Shaq? I'm all right.
8: Hey, <laughs> oh, <no>.
1: He was not uh, grown up. Uh,
3: <laughs> no, no. Uh, you get arrested for that these days. Oh, uh, what hanging around next like <laughs> no, Honestly, I
1: just think uh, that's it. That, that, that is so concerning. Do you wanna do you wanna a bit of cake, Stevie? She saw that picture of your message and married you. Excuse fingers. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean she seriously. Did. She well, didn't, she, got did, she, ask she didn't see that before, surely. A it's a beautiful picture. You don't want, do you want some? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm No, that's all right. Okay. I'm on, I'm on. No. All right. Um, what's the next question? Let's, we'll keep it for the, 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 uh, the crew. I'll
5: have some cake. Oh, he's such a <laughs> giving <laughs> man. i It's not going to be too big a bit. What? This the size of that? Well, your belly's big enough I'm
1: going to feed a spider. He's had a look at your... He's had a look at your... i spider. I'm going to kill you. Let's sit here. Frank, have the referees saved Luis Enrique's job? I don't think so. I think
4: uh, it wouldn't change uh, something right now. But um, I don't know what's going to happen with, with Luis Enrique. It's another, it's another era, I would say, where you, again, see that you can have any coach in the world coming to Paris Saint-Germain. You will have the same ending. Frustration and no possibility to do anything. It's like you don't have a team. It's like you don't have a squad. So whoever you have in at the top, it it, it won't work.
2: You you okay with all that? I think I'm a magic. Don't have (laughs) pity.
3: Where did it go? I don't know. (laughs) Where's it gone? I just just looked down one minute and it was gone. I'm a bit worried that I was going to set your bleeper (laughs) off. I
2: don't.
8: <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. Uh. Uh.
1: What player would you. Oh, God. What player wound you up most when you played against them? Who was the one guy who could get under your skin, and what did they do to get you so irritated? I can't imagine you any. Like, you wouldn't let anyone get into you, would you? No? No. You'd be the one that's getting under people's skin? No.
3: no. Ah, I wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm, there was one player in particular. I'm not going to mention him. Give him any
1: <laughs> credit. All right. Give him yeah credit. Not
7: going to give him any credit.
1: Right. And he would he would genuinely get under your skin. No. Ugh, not bad. What would he try and do?
7: His mouth. Hmm.
3: His mouth. Just mouth. He, he, he got under everybody's skin. Right. But I don't think he did that. Well, actually, I don't think he
5: got under the skin. But... All right. Maybe he did. I think I told you once before, with Gaza. Right. Two players that played for us at the time, uh, Ronnie Whelan mm-hmm. and Steve McMahon, who were mates, who were always, two of them going back and forth with each other, so there was always plenty of parter. And for some reason, guys tried giving them some parter. Okay. And so the two of them just annihilated them, giving them that to the point at the end of the game, there was tears in his eyes. He was was actually physically crying. Wow. Because they wound him up. Because it was such a sharp tongue they were going to give him. Well, it was sharp, but Gaz is a a, a strange egg anyway. Well, he's emotional. He's he's very emotional. And so the two of them just kept berating him. Right. And the fact that we were beating them and battering them, and we're at White Hat Lane as well, he he ended the game in tears. He was crying with frustration. Right, back to work. Yeah, can you ask somebody else? Some
1: well, of that. You're never with anyone, are you? Nah. No, no. I'm saying, Frank. What about you?
4: Well, I think I had some time with Mr. David Beckham, uh, and uh, because I guess he was talking more than me, and I can surprise Craig, and I was fed up with that. He was always talking, and he wanted to be the sheriff every time. You know, we played against. I remember a game against uh, England in the Stade de France, and had some words with Michael Owen. And he came in the middle and said, we'll we'll, "Are you the, the lawyer of somebody? You know, get out of it." <laughs> and it, we 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 didn't go along until we went to Los Angeles, and we we met, we talked a little bit, and everything was right. We we had a game, Hollywood FC against LA Galaxy. And I played in the middle of the park, and of course he was playing in the middle of the park too. And our good relationship lasted like 20 minutes before I tackled somebody and he came in the middle of it, and, he tried, and again and again said, so okay, they will never stop. But I, I, I think he's a very good guy now, absolutely oh. fantastic player, great guy. But at the time when I played against him, he was very young, and he was kind of a pain in the neck, I have to say.
5: It's, it's unusual that you carry grudges after you've finished playing and stuff. Right. That, I mean, there are exceptions, but usually you just kind of look at each other and go, part of the game. Yeah, I mean, look at Ramos. What, it, look at up? Ramos and Messi. I mean, I'm sure Messi hated Ramos probably as much as Ramos hated Messi. Mm. But I'll bet you, at PSG, I bet you they became friendly. Guarantee. They just collectively hated Paris. Well, yeah. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> no,
1: that worked. Okay, next question. Checker be honest, how disgusting was it to watch your team being robbed out of a potentially historical qualification to the Champions League knockout? That was hard.
2: I mean, oh. I mean everybody <laughs> made, made the point. PSG were with the better two teams. I don't think you can question that. But then to concede in that manner at that time just felt wrong on mm. so many levels, you know? So, um, again, I, I think Newcastle has done, has done better than anybody expected, maybe even coming into this Coming into the tournament in, in this difficulty group, and then the injuries, we weren't
1: expecting much, but it just, it just landed wrong, given Howard oh. Howard. It, how it, why aren't you there? Why aren't you going to Paris for the games and things? I wanted some kick. Ah, yes, Stefan, which you seem to have thoroughly enjoyed. As, uh, well, oh, yeah, I got yeah. a small piece, <laughs> I'm concluding. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't You don't like the icing, Stevie? No. No, what, why, well, will fine I <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, only like Eleanor's icing? Or is it just icing no, in general? No, I don't like okay, icing. So. Oh, no. He's not, he's not eating it cos it's green. No. Cos <laughs> it's green, it's Celtic. <laughs> OK. You know, I told
3: you, there's a buzzer going off in Boston. <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> Somewhere in Boston. OK, next question. By the <laughs> way, anyway, I'd be a bit worried about that cake if I was you. Why? That's, that's, that's telling a story, that is. What's this, what, they're so small? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
1: <laughs> been, a little, well on. so little money spent on it. It's, it, it it's, as long as I'm not been... getting a muffin like Seb, they were okay, <laughs> <laughs> last minute, last minute calf muffin. Um, nothing was sadder than Stevie describing visiting Liverpool's training ground under Gerard Houllier like someone visiting the ruins of a yeah. city they grew up in. Did the guys ever go back to their old training ground and how did the atmosphere change? Yeah. So, of course, you write about this in your book, don't you? Obviously, training was great to go to, and you were like, what's wrong with everyone? It was um... I, I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm still
5: shocked when I think about it. I mean, we used to get off the bus. We'd have a carry-on on the bus from the ground to the training ground. Get off the bus. everybody would kind of go their own way. But there was noise and laughter, and just, it was just great. Right. And then that day, I went back it was silent and, and you were people not, coming in and you,
1: you were at the training ground just now weren't you but that was international breaks though no one was there yeah i didn't go yeah i didn't go oh you didn't that, go to the training ground you? no I didn't no, go. he's not welcome there now because no. of what you said yeah because <laughs> the yeah. to shut it yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Gerard gerald was very school teacher-esque right like, he was i think a school teacher. but i remember gary McAllister, and this probably roughly around the same time gary mack who got on, I think, fine with Hulia, but when you used to go to Scotland, duty, he'd tell you, like, they'd go certain polo shirts to go travel on the bus. When they got to the hotel, there was another polo shirt, another different colour for the dinner and all that. It was, like, regimented. Right. Which, to that point, is a bit like... Oh, it's when a bit you were doing commentaries in the UK,
1: did you ever go to training the day before or anything like
3: that? No. In fact, one of my old bosses it, it brought up a suggestion that, that, uh, that I would go to training and we'd start talking about the set pieces, what teams were working on, and then we could describe it on a commentary in a weekend. Yeah. That was poo-pooed. I, I wonder who poo-pooed that. <laughs> well, I wasn't too keen to be going hanging about managers and players, because I think it's to the detriment. I think... I believe what you learn or what you... the information you garnish mm-hmm. is... not as strong as being able to do a, commentary or whatever and not be judgmental because you've just been talking to people sure. uh, yeah, I think it's better to stay out the way and then you can make a clean call but some people like to do it they certainly like to do it in American sports I remember going back to Chelsea but it was very much six months after i'd left and i went back down there uh, and and nothing had changed right because frank was still the first voice i heard when i walked <laughs> out. and uh, there was a few different people there right. i went down uh, mike, to get some treatment from mike banks cuz i was in london the old the old physio at the training ground and it was it was the old training ground but that was a good bunch of players right but i can imagine his scenario gone from that yeah you know be- to like where everybody was Footloose and fancy free, and that's how they played. To this regimented, yeah, sort of no fun, call the fun police sort of squad. I would have hated
5: that. Even even the warm up. When they started the warm up, they're running around and it was silence. Nobody was. It wasn't that nobody was talking. They were all whispering to each other. Hmm? I'm just. Si- ah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, are they going to, are they going to get into trouble or something if they laugh of joker right. this really is this game. <laughs> I, I I was absolutely gorgeous crazy theory Bernie, uh, what about uh, you smart. Frank? <laughs> well i um,
4: as craig mentioned you know we used to train at harlington uh, close to heathrow and i spent 5 years doing that and after my career i went to cobham to interview john terry so i went to the new training ground and that was crazy where you know, it was like our second house in Harlington. We were able to do everything. It was windy place, you know, uh, location. Sorry. We, but we, we felt, you know, it was belonging to us. And when I arrived in Cobham, the security guy, you say, you stay here, you don't move there. You cannot go there. <laughs> it was like very, very strict. And it's only when J- Jose Mourinho saw me that he said, oh, Frankie, come over. You know, I show you around. They said, "Well, at least one guy knows me again. Still, wow. and uh, and uh, I, I'm okay. I can move." But I, that was a name so different, That was a segment for Frank.
1: Beckett, way. Jose Mourinho. I tell, tell you another thing.
5: Before, before, before they they changed Anfield, there used to be a corridor from the changing room all the way down to where the manager's office was, and then across was the players the players' lounge.
1: Okay. And what happened in the Players' Lounge? They lounged. That's getting nothing to do with yeah. it. Okay.
5: <laughs> and so, I went back to playing that, that game. Kenny, we played the, a replay of the 86 FE Cup Final. Okay. And after the game, when I went out of the dressing room to go to the Players' Lounge to meet everybody and have a beer and all the whole thing. Yep. They had put in three doors. From the dressing room to there, they'd put three doors in, and, and doors, you had, and and you had to have a pass to get through the doors. You had to have a certain pass right. to get through the doors. And did you have the pass? Oh, <laughs> hey, that was the pass. Oh, <laughs> but it was good. it was ridiculous. You know no. It was like the like, <laughs> <And a> legend. They put people on the door. Security on the door. Right. I mean seriously, no, <laughs> gone, just gone crazy because, See what i Stevie the most, I had to go through three doors to get to the bar Three doors to get to
3: the bar,
5: three doors
3: That yeah. was told <laughs> oh, It was <laughs> an extra minute and a half <laughs> <laughs> Two beers,
5: it's a of beers <laughs> oh, oh, It's all
1: security, it's, it's security yeah. all over You've been right? you back to your clubs a bit, are you? Newcastle yeah. I've,
2: only, I've only been back to Newcastle twice Once Kenny and, and Terry McDermott were, were in charge Two of them just... Full of life, you know. Yeah. N- nothing changes, but as far as they were concerned. And then I was back. What well, was it? Last year. Then this is, of course, right after the the takeover and Newcastle get themselves well surviving the, in the Premier League. So the whole atmosphere was just everybody was just buzzing. You know, it was the second to last, okay. second to last game of the season. So it, everybody was just kind of was, was happy about about life. How many doors were there? Only two, so I was alright. so I was alright. right. That
5: was all right. (laughs) It's not quite a secure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. security was a little bit (laughs)
1: lapsed. Have you got any other questions? Uh, Aside from this horrific penalty decision, was the result fair, considering PSG dominated much of the match and could have had four or five goals? Frank? That's not how it works. Well, yeah,
4: I think they deserve to, well, they at least deserve the draw, Paris Saint-Germain, but, but, um, you know, it's it's how it's been built. It's how that penalty decision has been built with the other action, with Miley, with the Hakimi also, maybe penalty decision or non-decision. I think it was like, and Shaka mentioned that during the show, it was like the only way Paris Saint-Germain could score a goal tonight is because of a crazy, a bizarre decision from the referee, but not an obvious goal. It's how I felt it, and it happened. And that's sad.
7: OK,
1: two more questions left. We go home and open our presents. nice. <laughs> <five. laughs> Sin Bins in football. We're so intrigued to hear Stevie's thoughts on that. The fact that the officials are already struggling with so much, will this not make it worse? This is, of course, discussed today, I believe, at the IFAB meeting, Stevie, that Sin Bins could be introduced for kind of orange cards. No, thanks.
5: No way. Stupid. No, absolutely not. No. No. Nothing, this is, this there's is nothing, crazy. nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with the way the rules have been forever and a day. You step out of line, you get a yellow, if you get another yellow you're off. Right. Or if it's egregious, you get a red and you're off, that's it. Right. None of, n- none of this sin bin I, I, I mean, nonsense.
3: Imagine bringing this up at a time when, let's be honest about it, the officiating and the whole story around it is a mess. Yes. Right. This is a classic case of trying to come up with something else whilst the other part of the house is bundling down. Yeah. Because they can't get... The laws of the game at the moment need to be adjusted and they can't get those right. And now they want to add another... at least another one layer of subjectivity because it will be, you know, send Ben for backchat and mm-hmm. for one back chat into one ref is, is okay to another ref. It's not, it's over the top, so... I mean,
2: come on. When when, when I was at the um, i5 panel, we discussed this, and why don't you
3: go back on it? I, I
2: should. I absolutely should. What? Oh. No, it's all right. It's
1: all right. <laughs> what? What? He was shown the door. <laughs> was he showing three doors? Just <laughs> three doors? one. <laughs> Just one.
5: <laughs> You're probably and far too sensitive. I couldn't, I couldn't well, get back through one. that one. <laughs> I
2: couldn't get back through that one. Hey, I bet it was
5: because you were talking sense as well.
2: <laughs> but the, the discussion then was well, or certainly iFAP. The consensus was at the highest level, it didn't make sense. Highest level, no. At youth football, it made sense because... Did you get thrown out because you were a goalie? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the reason. I just got thrown out. It was a little bit harsh, actually. It, your feet? A little bit sad. <laughs> the fee. Your feet? Let me finish what I was saying. No, like, right. Right. Yeah. At, at youth level, it made sense because, you know, that's the, the focus is on development, and you don't want to punish young players with a sending off in, in youth football. But at the highest level... Absolutely not. All
3: right, well, let's get to the crux of the matter here. <laughs> right, for, I'm more in... Benz I couldn't care about, VAR I couldn't care about, <laughs> Newcastle got knocked out of the Champions League, now I couldn't care about. Why did you get biffed, kicked, yeah. I, jettisoned? I, w- I, was, never offered a, I, I was
2: never offered an explanation. I just got an email one day saying, thanks for <laughs> your... <laughs> thank you. But... But your pass won't get you through any doors. Oh no! Who
5: signed it? Who's
2: the box? market fan bastard?
1: <laughs> Everybody. Who
3: no. oh. <laughs> signed it? It was unanimous. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Black <ball>. uh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, that's it. Right, there's one more question. Oh, Frank, predict Mbappe's oh. future.
2: Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh
4: bright. That's the only thing I can say. Uh, what do you, what, what Manchester Drake wants to know? Where he's gonna go? What he's gonna achieve? I don't know. That um, I just oh. hope that he's gonna be very, uh, very that's successful. And uh, And <laughs> and that's it. But it's not nothing much to say. Oh, what's wrong,
1: Frank? What's oh. happened? Yeah. Well, he's got animals to go. He's
8: got to... a delay on his feed today, has not he? That's
1: well, you know what? Yeah. No, no, it's that. No, no, just, just. What do you want to say? You
4: know, I really hope that he's going to win the Champions League, and uh, and I really hope that he's going to win against the World Cup, and uh, and he's going to choose the right club when he if he leaves Paris Saint-Germain. That's the only thing I can say, and I I hope he's not going to get injured. That's the main thing for football players.
1: Beautiful. All right, that's it. That's All right, that's us. You grown-up yes. little man. Off we go. <laughs> Off we go. <laughs> exciting. That's a contradiction, isn't it? You <laughs> <It's>
5: mature.
1: <laughs> uh, just a reminder: we will be back uh, tomorrow. Um, Galatasaray against Manchester United. I imagine will be much. Ma- More kick. More kick tomorrow. Oh, I'm shocked, be no more cake left if you keep well, I'm not coming back tomorrow then. Right, uh, good.
3: Well, you're just like IFAB, you're not welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no explanation, It's sort It's of. an email.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
8: Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes. They're the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S ebikescom